0: Episode 18. We are the podcast that celebrates Bronx creatives
1: and change makers. I'm your boy KB. You're it's your boy Jay. Before we start, I would like to take a second to encourage you all to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with everything we have going on with Live from the Bronx.
0: So, today we have a very, very, very special guest. Uh, he is a father, he is a husband, he is one of my mentors in this running thing, he's one of my big homies. He is the co-founder and one of the captains of the Boogie Down Bronx Runners. Please make some noise for, for brother Lenny in the building, y'all.
2: Yes, yes. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me, guys. This is a, a great opportunity to be here and talk uh, Bronx stuff with y'all, man. I love it. Thank you.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Yo, we, we really appreciate you being here. And... For me, this interview is actually really special because Lenny and Boogie Down Bronx Runners got me into this running thing. Like I was not, I did not consider myself a runner at all. And they kind of embraced me. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So for folks who don't know what Boogie Down Bronx Runners is, uh, can you talk to the people a little bit about what, I guess, what the group is?
2: Definitely. Um, So Boogie Down Bronx Runners is uh, kind of a community organization slash a running club. So we have about... 80, 85 uh, current members right now in the club. And what we pretty much do is we pretty much host group runs here in the Bronx to kind of motivate, inspire people to get healthier, to get fit, um, to take you know, health a little bit more serious and, um, and make that, that big change in their lives. So Boogie Down pretty much started about about three years ago. Um, 2017, and it was put together by myself and uh, one of my best friends, John Paul. He's been a runner, JP's been a runner, and he's he's been running for, for quite some time. I just I had just started running uh, about three four years ago, so I went out for a run with him and we were just kind of like, you know, chopping it up or whatever, and we happened to see that we never ran into runners. We never really ran into runners, we didn't see much running in the Bronx and running was making a huge change for me personally. So the idea came about to kind of like, figure out a way to start kind of group running because group running really changes things uh, for people, you know, when it's it's a big difference between going out and and trying to, you know, get a few miles in by yourself and having, you know, like-minded people with you. So that's really what it is. We wanted to get put like-minded people together people who had the same kind of goals making a change in their life to be to, 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 to lead a healthier lifestyle and um and created and then started a group run. You know, it, it started with just like two or three of us kind of meeting up every week uh, and kind of transformed into into, you know, a lot more people kinda of like seeing us running by and asking questions. We also supposed I think Kev the first time you saw Boogie Dan was like a this little sign that I had put up on a bus stop, I think we had put up signs of bus stops. Um, the goal is really to get as much people out as we could, uh, because we knew the change that running had made to us personally and we wanted other people to feel that. So we started with one run a week. Uh we're up to three runs a week now. Um, well not now, now we're kind of at a pause because of the because of COVID and, and, and everything going on in the world. We call it also like a, a community organization also because we do a lot of other things too. We do uh coat drives, we do cleanups. Uh, we do things with um, with the youth, so we we try to incorporate use running <clears throat> as that platform to kind of like do as much more as we can for our borough for the Bronx, because um, uh, you know our borough is is uh, at times looked as as kind of like the forgotten borough, um, so we kind of got to have to as Bronxites or as Bronx people, we have to kind of be the ones to kind of start things up and get things rolling. That's where kind of boogie down came from, and 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 where we're at now.
0: So thank you for sharing all of that. A couple things that you kind of said that I want to, want to hit on, right? This idea of the Bronx being like the, the forgotten borough. And one of the things that's actually really, that I really appreciate is, and we're gonna talk about the marathon and stuff like that, cause I have some questions about that. But just as I'm thinking about the Bronx being the forgotten borough, when, I remember back in the day when people would run through the Bronx for like things like the marathon or whatever like that there wasn't people out there and I know you guys have been big in terms of making like making that a thing making one of the the Bronx like one of the stops that people like making it late like getting people out there and stuff like that so I definitely appreciate that but we're gonna back up a little bit so I'm gonna learn a little bit more about your your upbringing because I think the why is important with a lot of things like why these things come about so I guess tell me a little bit about your upbringing, what your connection is to the Bronx. Um, where'd you go to school? Were you always into fitness?
2: So so uh it's funny. I um me and my mom, uh, and my two sisters, uh we uh I, I was raised a single family household, uh two sisters and uh and my mom. We uh we moved to the Bronx when I was about seven or eight years old. We didn't live far from the Bronx. We lived right across the bridge on 207. It's a bridge away from the Bronx. So I was very familiar with the Bronx when we went shopping, we go to Fordham Road to shop. Um, that's where my mom liked to go. So we cross over, hop on the twelve bus, and go to Fordham Road. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know, we, we always felt like kind of like we were more part of the Bronx than 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 even uh Manhattan or or that inward community. Um, so finally in about nineteen I think about nineteen ninety four Five ninety six, 96, maybe a little bit earlier than that actually, uh, my mom wanted to buy a house and bought a home in the Bronx. She, my mom's always liked the Bronx for some weird reason. Um, well, I thought it was weird back then. Now I understand it a lot more, obviously. So we moved to the Bronx. So yeah, I was about eight or nine. Uh, then I went started going to school in the Bronx. I went to Walton High School in the Bronx. Back then Walton High School was huge. We had about 4,000, 4,500 kids in one building. Uh, so it was a huge, huge school. It's not like they're doing now where they're breaking up all the high schools. Um, went there and I actually played basketball. Uh, I grew up, I actually grew up playing basketball. That was my main sport. I loved playing ball. Um, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. You know, when you're growing up, you think you're going to be in the NBA, uh, or any other sport you feel like you're going to go pro. And literally, you know, you have no, not, you're not even close. <laughs> um, but, um, so, yes, yeah, so I grew up playing basketball, but running was never a thing for me, ever. Um, I mean, even if we had to, you know, even running drills where running was involved, you know, you you grew up hating it. But I was kind of athletic. Um, I, I did play a lot of basketball growing up. I started playing ball when I was like eight, eight nine years old and, uh, and was playing ball ever since. I kind of stopped playing basketball consistently when... Uh, I met my wife and then we started doing a lot more things together and then we had children and then kind of like little by little basketball started like going away, like it just non-existent. Um, So with that came weight gain and laziness and and just wanting to be home and eating and chilling and watching TV or messing with the kids or whatever. It was like 2014, 2015, something kind of clicked. And it was just like, man, like I, I'm really, really, really overweight. I was like 240. Um, I was always about 175, 1, 1, uh, 180 as an adult. Um, but then I had gotten to 240, and I felt like, man, like I gotta do some kind of change. So, um, I've always lived near Pelham Parkway, which is that strip. We do our 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 classic route and our runs now with the group. Um, I I've always lived near there and people use that for a lot of walking it's a greenway so people use it for walking running so that was like my first kind of like wake up call where like hey let me let me try to do something to get fit um and stay active so what I was what I did was I signed up for a race I signed up for a, a random race a random 5k race and I gave myself and that was like my goal like I felt like I needed something to 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 to, to like to warrant going out every day and going for like a, a, a half a mile run, right? Because that's how it started. It all started with like a half a mile run. And little by little, you know, it progressed. And like anything in life, you stay consistent. I know you love that word, Kev. Uh you stay consistent with anything and it um and it flourishes. But the Bronx, you know, for me is 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 as I gotten older, I've realized more and more how amazing the Bronx actually really is. How, how awesome the people in the Bronx actually really are and, and how much the Bronx has to offer. Um, and a lot of people don't, don't really uh, uh, get that or understand it until they're here and they're actually part of the community or part of what the Bronx what's happening in the Bronx because a lot of people don't understand the Bronx or don't get the Bronx because they're not actively involved in things that are happening in the Bronx. Um, when you become actively involved, uh, then you start realizing, wow, the Bronx is, first of all, the Bronx is, is beautiful. Um, it's just, it's 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 really one of the most beautiful boroughs in the whole in the whole city, and um, and and there's a lot to do in the Bronx. But at the same time, the Bronx needs a lot of help as well, right? Um, I feel like the Bronx is definitely underfunded in 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 many ways. Um, so I think all of that put together, me wanting to get healthier, make a change in my life, get back to like an athletic, I also needed like that, that competition, that athletic competition, I needed that back from like basketball that I had before. So something to like work, you know, how like when you work hard, and then you see the, you see the progress. So I needed that. So with the running, being part of the Bronx, seeing being involved in the Bronx, seeing how things are going in the Bronx, you know, it made me want to make some kind of change or, or, or not change, but give more like, contribute to everything that's happening here. So I use running for that. I use running for that. Like I said, the change that, that running did for me, it completely changed my life around like 360. Like not even like it changed a little bit, like com- running completely changed my life um, in a most positive way. And so I helped myself. So it, it kind I guess it kind of goes back to that whole, you know, you gotta make sure you're good so that you can help others. Um, And that was, like, exactly what I went through. It's like, I kind of, like, did whatever I had to do to get myself to where I I was comfortable and happy with myself. Once I felt that, then I wanted wanted other people to feel the same. I wanted other people to feel that feeling of, like, I couldn't couldn't run a block. And now I can run a mile. Um, Because that feeling can take you a long way. Um, Because what that feeling does is, like, it makes you feel like you can do anything else that you put your mind to. Um and you can get that from running. So I want to bring that to the Bronx people. I wanted the Bronx people to feel that. Um, besides that, you know, I'm sure you guys hear this all the time, but Bronx being one of the most unhealthiest counties in the entire state. Like, we're not even talking about the city, we're talking about the whole state. Um, and there's a lot more to that than just like how many people are running, how many people are going to the gym, right? There's a lot more to it. There's, you know, the 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 kind of foods that we have available to people, right? Like, yeah. so it's so much more, right? The businesses, the, the, the huge businesses that are coming in, like McDonald's and Burger King, Wendy's, all these places that are everywhere, uh, more accessible to people than like stuff that's, you know, in other, in other communities. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, with all that, you know, the Bronx has always meant a lot to me and, 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 and I wanted to contribute 100% to what was going on in our borough and I used running for that.
1: Lenny, thank you for sharing a lot of that. Um, One thing that you said that resonated with me that I want to come back to is uh, in the beginning of your running journey, just like the feeling of not wanting to run, not wanting to exercise. That was my same situation. And I was actually living by Pelham Parkway. Um, I didn't know about you guys at the time because I wasn't a runner, but my roommate at the time, he ran track in college. So he was always like, yo, come run, come run. And I hated it, hated it, hated it. But now... Uh, it's a part of my routine but I think back to where I started to to what you said you said that first block you know you only ran a block then right after that you were able to run a mile and it just kind of continuously progresses so talk to me about that first time you stepped outside on Pelham Parkway and said this is going to be the beginning of my journey I'm going to start with this run and what were those feelings what were you thinking
2: so I had I had um so at first, like when you first, like anyone, when you first in something, you start kind of like researching it, exactly what you need to do. What's the right way to run? What's the right shoes to wear? What's this? What's that? Because um, it's all new to you. So for me, it was it was a, it was it was a little, it was hard. It was a hard journey. Like it was literally three, four blocks and then go back home. But what I what I learned was, um, it, first of all, the motivation had to come. Um, from somewhere from something it couldn't it, it was never just you know what today I'm going to go for for, for for a half a mile run and and it's going to be great and it's going to be awesome um, it was never like that um, like I mentioned before I had there was something I had to reach for right so that I knew I had to do some work to be able to get here um, and that's why I signed up for like a <clears throat> small community race 5k race I think um, the misperception of a lot of people especially people who are Looking to get into running, or looking to get to use running to to feel better about themselves, getting in shape, is that racing is for you know athletes and 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 uh, professionals or college or college runners or you know like for people who who who've been running forever and it's really not you know I, I, I you you will meet more first timers at a five k than you will meet people who've been running all their lives because it is for everyone it is for everyone and people get a little bit intimidated and i get that i understand it because i had the same intimidation but for me it was like okay i set a goal for myself that in three months i was going to be able to run three miles um and that's what i wanted to do so i used that to kind of encourage me and inspire me or motivate me to to go out three four times a week and literally start little by little what i gave myself enough time that i can I knew that I can increase my, my uh, distance little by little. So literally, I went out my first run. I put on some basketball shorts. I put on a tank top. I put on whatever sneakers I could find. And I went out just to see how it felt, just to see how it felt. And I gave myself a, a, a certain spot that I would run to, and then I would run back. And it was literally not even a mile. Because that's another thing. You don't realize how far a mile is until you become a runner when you become a runner, you're like, shit, a mile is, is pretty far distance. Um, so I think it was like half a mile or something. Um, so I, I, I went out. Uh, it was tough. It was hard. I could barely breathe. I think I stopped to walk a couple times, um, but I got to where I wanted to go and I got back and I got back home. And again, it was a short distance, but it was more like, let me see how this feels. Right. Like in the beginning for me, it was like, let me see how this feels. Let me see if um, if it's doable, and 100 percent it was doable. hundred um, percent, it's just all about being able to say, it's OK that this is the beginning of the journey. This is the beginning, and it's okay to be the beginning. It's okay to stop and walk for, for, for a, a minute or two and then start picking up again and um, start running again. And then, P- and then another thing that, that, that was a root awakening was, you know, especially as a basketball player, when you run, you run like. You, you start running and you're gone, uh, you know, and then you start realizing that you can't do that with running. You can't just go. Uh, it's really, really, really a slow pro- uh, process. So when I after about a week or two of running and I started realizing that if I just start a little bit slower, that it's still running. Right. Because you might have a little small trot, you know, a little small here and there and you're going, you know, whatever. You know, 13-minute pace, 14-minute pace, and you feel like you're not running, but you are. You're moving the body. Your keys. You're staying active. What I learned, and that's all. That's called pace, and you guys know that. When I learned to pace myself, um, and really uh, uh, make this a slow, progressive journey, that's when I started enjoying it. And what the main reason why I really started enjoying it was seeing the progress. Like that was that was my that was what made it addicting to me. Is when I was able to see the progress. Like. Every week I could run two or three blocks longer and feel good. And I was like, damn, like I'm actually getting better. And then as an adult, it's hard as an adult to kind of like get that feeling or see that because, you know, you're an adult, you're caught up in your life already, right? You already got your job. You already got your, you know, your family, your wife, whatever, or you're just caught up in adulthood. So you don't, there's nothing that you can really do to kind of see that much as an adult unless you find something that you want to get better at. And I really believe that running is for everyone. I mean, unless you have um, some kind of um, sickness or physical disability, running is for everyone. Every single person can do it. And every single person will see progress in it as long as they stay consistent. Um, but it was tough. It, was, it, was, it wasn't easy. Um, but like I said, for me, I needed, I needed to have that motivator. I needed something there for me to say, OK, I'm going to work towards this. And that, that's what really kept me going. Um, once I got to that date, three months later, and I did that five k, oh, it was over. I mean, the feeling is 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 unexplainable. It's, it's 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 such an amazing feeling when you feel like you've put so much work to something, and this this goes with anything in life. It's not just running. Um, and then you see that you see like all that work come into play. That that's an, it's an amazing feeling. But when it's running, it's even more amazing because that physical transformation um because you see it you see it in your body right you see it in so many other things you see it even in your mind you you feel it in your mind as well um that that change that transformation and um and that and that that's what does it and that's what did it for me um and i think that's what does it for a lot of people who are starting off running and eventually get addicted to it is that i think they get surprised cuz i was surprised too they get surprised at at like how good you can actually get and i don't mean good by like pros i mean like better runner like you you see the progress you become a better runner and and it changes everything and then all of a sudden you start eating better all of a sudden you're asking your friends to come out and run with you all of a sudden you know and 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 then you start changing the people around you too so um so yeah it was a journey it was it wasn't easy but um but again, that small distance, right? Don't, I, I, would never, I always suggest don't go out. If you're going out for your first, don't, don't say I'm going to go out for a 5K or for a three-mile run, you know? Don't even say you're going out for a mile. Don't go, out, don't go out for any distance. Don't even think about distance, right? Pick a spot that you like. Say I'm going to go to that spot and I'm going to come back. That's it. Do it two, three times a week. Little by little before you know it, you're running to that spot and it's like you're not even breathing hard anymore. And then when you realize, again, it goes back to that feeling when you realize, Yo, I'm not even breathing hard. It's like, wow, it makes you happier. You want to do more. Um, so that's kind of like how the journey started for me personally, as far as like getting out of the house and, and, and getting out to, getting out for a run.
1: Yo, thanks so much for sharing that. One thing that I kind of want to just connect some dots and then follow up with the question, right? So hearing about your journey, hearing about the start of Boogie Down, where you went from eight people initially to now like 85, right? I think this is a a really dope journey for, for listeners to learn about because part of it, it's like starting your own organization or your own, you know, almost like some sort of program or something like that. Right. So tell us a little bit about that as well. Right. So you, you started running first, you had your tank top on basketball shorts, probably basketball sneakers right running down Pelham Parkway now today you know you're you're a runner but what did it take for you to get more people in the community to come out what was that process like
2: so you know you know it's funny you asked that because um the thing we realized after about a month or two of trying to get the word out is that it was, it was needed. Like the community needed, the Bronx needed it. People wanted this. People wanted a group to run with. People wanted to be able to, it helped people not have to kind of do what I did where it was like, okay, I got to push myself and run alone. It gave people an opportunity to run with other people. Um, so I think that, that, um, it was, it, w- it was, definitely necessary. It definitely needed. Um, and it really started like Kev saw, it, 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 you know, me and, so, Me and JP, John Paul, who's uh, the co-founder, there's other people involved too, um, which kind of came about by people kind of joining little by little and want to say, hey, I want to help. Like, what can I do? This is amazing. I want to help what you're doing. But me and JP started, we, uh, first it was just like, hey, let's tell some of our own. We we're actually begging our friends to come out. We were like, <laughs> we were calling our friends up like, yo, come on, come out and run with us, man. You know, we're trying to start a group run, just come out. We'll run real quick, you know, we'll come back. Um, just so that we can take pictures for social media so people could 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 at least think that it was a group run and it wasn't just two dudes um, getting together, trying to get people to come out. So we would invite some friends over, we'd invite, we kind of like make them do it, honestly. We would like <laughs> make them come to the run, uh, we do our little run, we uh, we posted um, these uh, flyers everywhere we could, we possibly could. And then little by little, they, people started kind of trickling in. Kevin was actually one of the first, I would say Kevin was probably like number five or number six. I think he came with his friend, Mike. I think, I don't know if you came the first time with him. Or so, this, I think you came, I think the second time was with Mike, right? The very first time
0: Danielle found, saw the flyer, yeah, it was Dax. Dax was the first one, um, and then I brought Mike after that. And it's funny because we saw, so I, so I'm gonna make sure Danielle listens to this. But Danielle doesn't do social media, so we always tease her, like we always laugh at her because she doesn't do any type of social media. But she actually saw a flyer for Boogie Down. So before there, before even Instagram or anything like that, we she saw a flyer at a bus stop, and that's how we that's how we initially got there.
2: Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And and so we had these flyers as, as many places as we could, driving around, posting flyers up. So people started trickling in. By week three, I think we had people who were not our friends. We had maybe like two or three or three people coming out, four people coming out maybe about five, I think by week three, I think that's when I think Kevin and Danielle had stopped by. But then what we started, what we started seeing was, was that word of mouth, people telling their friends and people telling their friends and people telling their friends. And then as the group got started to get larger, it started to get six people, seven people, eight, 10 people running at a time. Now the community starts to see what's happening. Now the community is like, what? You know, you, you're used to seeing one, two, three people running around, but when you got 10 or more, people start seeing it, people start noticing it. And that's kind of what started happening. People started noticing it. Uh, They will stop us and say, hey, you know, what is this? What are you guys doing? We tell them where we meet. We give them our Instagram handle and stuff like that. And before you know it, just kind of blew up. You know, one day we had 10, 12 people. And then, you know, all of a sudden we have 25 people. And we're like, what the hell? So we we never really expected it to get as big as it got as fast as it has it happened. But we were definitely grateful and really, really happy that we were we were really seeing that change happen. Like right before our eyes, we we're seeing this this kind of like whole shift with where more people were coming out to run. But not just that. There were just random people running in the Bronx, period. Before Boogie Down Bronx Runners, there um there were two other uh, running groups that I know that I knew of. Um, it was Van Cortland Track Club, and they're a, they're a running club that's been around for about 45 years. They, they're they like a teen team team, um, not as much as like a community organization trying to bring non-runners in, because um, that was our whole thing. We want non-runners. We don't want people who ran in college. We don't want people who, mm-hmm. who, who, who have won races. We want non-runners runners that was the whole movement was to get non-runners running and then there wasn't there's another there was another organization uh community group called bronx soul and they what they do is a little bit different but what they do is pretty cool and they have like this whole they run to different landmarks and talk about the history of the bronx which is super dope but we still wanted to hit a different a different uh, uh group of people right we didn't want people to uh we weren't going to do you know these stop. And talk about the Bronx and history, which is important and needed. Uh, we were we want to leave that up to Bronx So We wanted to really create runners from people who thought they could never run, and that's the opportunity we wanted to bring. So, so yeah. So I think that that that's what really kind of ha- helped Boogie Down take off is the fact that. We were open to everyone. we embraced everybody who came in we, we treated it we, we spoke to them like we knew them already like we were already family um, because people need that comfort right people need that comfort zone immediately, especially uh, especially females right um, and we we didn't want this to become an all dude group or you know we wanted everyone involved and to be honest with you, the first person that ever came first person ever came was uh, was a female. And when she when she got there, it was just me, JP, and a friend of ours So we had forced to come. This was like week two, the second week that we did it. She came out, same thing. She saw the flyer. And she looked at us and she's like, um, are there any women running with you guys? And, you know, I immediately like jumped in. I'm like, you know, you're actually the first female to come in with us, but trust me, it's going to be great. And I just did everything I could to make her feel comfortable, you know, a couple of jokes and not make her feel like she was just running with dudes who were like, you know, I didn't want her to feel like it was a gender thing at all. Um, I wanted to kind of get that whole gender. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm a guy, you're a girl, but that has nothing to do with why we're here. Um, and sure enough, she—you know—we she was comfortable with it, and she went out and ran with us. And that was probably like the most, the happiest day. That was the first person. That was like the happiest day of me and JP's life. We're like we we got one person, because we had been pulling our friends out to run every. And it just became like a big, huge family, even almost.
1: Kevin, can I ask you a question? Um, just as I'm hearing Lenny talk, and I'm hearing about what you said in your introduction, like boogie down is the reason you started running. As somebody who is a, a, a member, participant in Boogie Down, when you first started out, what did you feel like? Right now you're hearing everything Lenny is saying and his story and what he was trying to do. And now as you, somebody who was new at that time, what was that feeling like for you?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm going to keep I'll keep it 100. And I think I, I probably told Lenny this before. I, I was initially skeptical. Uh, as a person who was born and raised in the Bronx, when you – A lot of times when you hear of someone doing something, you think that they want something in return. So I'm like, these dudes are not just gonna come help people to get better runners, right? So I went because my homegirl, Danielle, told me about it, but I was waiting for the shoe to drop. I was like, all right, now for $59.99 a month, you can be part of. (laughs) I was waiting for there to be some type of catch, but they were really cool. I was like, these these dudes, they seem legit, but this is only week one. All right, they, they didn't try nothing shady yet. Any good con artist will start it week two. So I went back. Um, and they, and it was still love. And they were providing waters. And it was just like, and they were telling me about my form, how to be a better, and they were encouraging me. And a lot of times I was in the back because I'm not fast, right? Fast, whatever that means, quote unquote, right? But I, was, I would be toward the back. And whoever was the last person in the back, Lenny or JP would be there with you. If you needed to walk a little bit, he would, they would be there with you and it was the most comforting reassuring thing in life and it it was one of those things because i didn't consider myself a runner right it's funny every now and again i i'm like i'm not really a runner but then i i remember talks that we've had and i'm like i am i got actually got some of my medals uh, that's right. behind me.
1: That's my man right. got like 10 medals talking about <laughs> I'm not a runner
0: <laughs> yeah but, exactly but but to answer your question jay They provided a space where it felt comfortable to learn and comfortable to grow and comfortable to to not necessarily be good, quote unquote, right away, whatever that means. Right. And I'm that was another thing. Like, I'm a person who prides myself in being good at things. Right. So like when I got there and and I and it was hard for me, it was it was tough. So to go out there and have like a a running family meant meant something to me. Um, and, And just like I remember I did. So again, when because I'm like used to being good at things, I sometimes don't go about things the right way. So my first half marathon, I I signed up for it. I think I had like maybe 5 weeks before the first my first half marathon ever. Um so anyone so anyone listening, don't do that cuz that doesn't make sense.
1: But, but hold on, listen to this real quick, right? Let Letty said he immediately signed up for a 5k. Kevin is taking it <laughs> a step further and saying, if you want to start, do the half marathon. That's
0: not what Kevin is saying. That's,
1: <laughs> Don't do that. that. Not do I'm not saying. do that.
0: <laughs> That's what Kevin did. <laughs> yeah, so I have, uh, yeah, a half marathon was like my, my was like my second race ever. Um and it, it d- did not make sense. But the reason why I bring that story up is because Lenny literally trained me to get ready for that race. I remember one Saturday morning, him and I, we ran from his crib to City Island and back. And I think we ended up putting, I think it was like 10 miles we did that day. Uh, and it was the first time I had ever done 10 miles in my life. And he and he literally encouraged me and pushed me and, and took his own time to kind of to, to do that for me and with me, right? So I, I say all of that to say, what Boogie Down has meant to me, it's... I can't even put words to it how valuable it's been in my journey and this is why having you here was like kind of so important to me Um, so yeah that was kind of my my experience I was skeptical in the beginning but after I saw what it was I was like yo listen I want to be a part of this and I started bringing people in I was like yo come come run with Boogie down Um, one of my homegirls who I work with Jamila shout out to, to Jam she's been running so like I've because because I'm one of those people like let me see what this is about before I like Tell other people to do it, but after I saw it was
2: legit, I was like, "Yo, this is this is love. This is family." Yeah, that means a lot, Kev. I appreciate those words, man. It means a lot to me because that 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 is that is and still is. Uh, well, that was and still is the goal today with um, with what we're trying to do with Boogie Down Bronx Runners is that exact feeling that that yeah, you can um, if you really want to, you can. And I remember that. I remember that story. I remember when. I think I asked him like, "Okay, cool." Like, well, you know, what are you running? He was like, "Half marathon." I was like, "What? <laughs> Half marathon?" Like, damn, bro. Okay, we're gonna figure <laughs> this one out. <laughs> we're gonna figure this one out. Um, and we sure, we you know, we sure did. We figured it out. Um, but definitely not something to to to, to recommend to, to beginner runners for sure.
1: Yeah, re- um, reiterating, reiterating. <laughs> Lenny said, "Start with block one." <laughs> Try to go Block for one. a while. <laughs> little steps. Yes. Little steps.
2: yes small steps. Um, and, and obviously patience is the key. You know, you gotta be able to be okay with just running three blocks, four blocks. You know, and, and to be honest with just just because we're on the top, just because we're th- kind of talking about like the beginnings of running and stuff, um, I just I want to put it out there for the listeners. It's just it's really important to understand that it's okay to get back home and not feel tired. Right. Some people, when they work out, they go on. they're like, if they're not like drenched in sweat or breathing hard or like extremely tired, they don't feel like they had they had a workout. They don't feel like they did anything. Um, but what that does is that will end up burning you out in the long run anyway. You want to feel like you didn't work that hard in the beginning. You want to feel like, oh, OK, this is good be happy with that and then do it again. It's the consistency that's the most important thing. It's not how hard you work. It's not how hard you run. It's consistently consistently continue to run and and, and the body will adjust. Little by little the body will adjust before you know it you you can run you know whatever distance you 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 know, you really want you really want to. So so yeah, so I appreciate that, Kev. Thank you, man. But that that's that's always been the goal and I want we we hope to continue to be that way where we're inspiring um, just a regular person who never thought they could run in their lives and 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 we we try to make it open enough and comfortable enough for for people to come in and not and want to come back that's pretty that's the goal so make sure that they want to come back um because it'll change their life and it's a trickle effect it'll change their life and i've seen this happen it changes their life they end up changing somebody else's life we've had runner i've had a runner come in, her name is Maria. She came in, she came and started running with us. She's from Yonkers. She was coming from Yonkers to run with us. Um, and you know what she did? And she still comes out and run with us sometimes. She, it inspired her to start something in Yonkers. She started a running club in Yonkers, and there are no running clubs in Yonkers. Um, so she started a running club in Yonkers, and she's got people coming to her community runs now. Um, and that's the goal. And I, that doesn't mean that, I mean, I love that, right? To some people, it's like, oh, you came, you used the, you got it, you took all our ideas and you took it somewhere else that's what i want i don't start a running club start your own running. now don't get me wrong it's a lot of work (laughs) you know it's not easy but if you want if this is something you want to do go ahead do it and use our model if you want um because this is not about just about us it's about everyone it's about people it's about bringing that change to people again it's about me wanting me personally wanting people to feel what i felt after that first 5k that i ran um Because it's life changing. Live from the Bronx, we're here with Lenny Gujong. Lenny, thanks for being here, bro. We we appreciate you. awesome, man. We appreciate you. I love it.
0: So, I have a question for you about uh, growth, right? So, like Jay said, obviously, you started, it was just you and JP, you got some friends, and uh, now you're at like 85 members, I think you said. So, I guess. With any type of growth there's always going to be growing pains and things like that so tell me what have been some of the challenges about getting to the to the size of the that the club is now
2: um well there's been a few challenges um it, it, it has gotten it gets trickier right like you want more people coming to the runs you want bigger groups because um, it looks amazing it really it looks amazing to see like huge groups of a huge group of runner running um, and it's kind of like my dreams that's kind of like what we envision we were like we can't wait to have like Huge packs of, of 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 running groups running the bronx um but what I, what happened what ended up happening is is that things got trickier, things got harder um for the- about the first year and a half, everything was just out of pocket like I was just buying the water, whatever it is that we wanted to do. We were just doing it out of pocket um, and pay for it ourselves um but then once you started getting twenty plus runners. Things start, you know, it started getting harder. Things started getting more expensive, um, but not just that. Just being the safety part of it as well um, became very tricky. You know, it's really tricky running the streets of the Bronx um, when you're not doing Pelham Parkway because we wanted to switch it up a bit. We we first started doing Pelham Parkway every single week, um, but then we like people are going to get tired of just running this all the time. Um, let's try to do like one, all, one week we do a surprise route, one week we do a, the the classic route is what you call it. Um, so we started switching it up, but with that came a lot of safety risks. Um, so we—that uh, was one of the issues—was making sure people were uh, not just comfortable running on the street or the sidewalks, but also um, the cars, the cracks on the sidewalks. We've unfortunately we've had a couple people get hurt um, due to you know either the crack on a crack on the sidewalk. Um, they're just being tired and not picking up their feet enough, and kind of like hitting the 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 before they get on the sidewalk the um, the step so there's a lot of safety issues that's been tricky for us it has been a struggle um we've ended up breaking up into pace groups um that has helped a lot so the so the the groups are going out in smaller and smaller in smaller groups so that um we can keep everyone as safe as possible but also um you know and I never really talk about this much but the more people you get, the more personalities come into play. Right. So, so that's, that's, that's been another thing that's been, that that has been, you know, tricky for me. I mean, I'm, I'm a people person, so I find ways to kind of like, you know, get my way around and still try to make everyone happy somewhat. Um, but you just can't make everyone happy all the time. So I think dealing with a lot of different other personalities, some people, um, you know, feel a certain way about something and, 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 you know, the the tricky part is, and it all, it's all because of, of, it's all growing pains. It's all part of um, becoming a, a larger is that you first, when we first started for the first year, year and a half, it was a tight group of about 20 people, a tight, tight, tight group of us. Um, we all knew each other. Everybody knows everybody. We're all cool. But then as new people start coming in you can see a little bit of a change in dynamic. And what happens is that then small clicks start to form. So you'll have, now you have, you know, we're one, we're boogie down, but you know, you have a, a group of six or seven that kind of always are together, always hanging out together. And then another group that kind of always hangs out together. So you get a little, you get a little small clicks starting to form within the group, which can be tricky because we've had, we've also had, you know, uh, um personality differences within the group as well so those kind of things it's really tricky you really have to try to manage it as well as you can but those you know those are some of the some of the the struggles that we've had leadership struggles as well I mean again as you grow um, we've had um, I have a really 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 good friend of mine um, who uh, kind of started the same way Kevin uh kevin started his name is christopher guzman kevin knows chris very well um super 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 awesome guy um he came in and and he came in like really overweight like really overweight like we're talking up there came in on one random day just to kind of like hey i want to i want to try i want to give this a try right and i was we were all open arms because this is what we want we want people who just want to give this a try he's never ran ever Kind of the same thing happened. He kind of came consistently, started coming. All of a sudden, he's he's running, he's feeling better about running. Um, and he uh he was one of the people who came in and said, Listen, whatever it is you're doing, I want to help any way I possibly can. Um and he was like dead serious about it. He's like, like, I'll put the money up, whatever you need. And financially it was tough for us too, um, because we were getting so many, so many groups and we want to do so much more and he was just so committed to like wanting to be a big part of the group. So, um, with him, he came in. So now we have like more, uh, more kind of like a leadership group. Um, and that in itself becomes tricky because everyone has different ideas. Um, some people don't agree with certain ideas. So that was another thing that, you know, was tricky also. And, and, is it's something I, I wouldn't call it a struggle, I guess, but something that, I didn't realize in the beginning that I was going to have to deal with as we got as as things got bigger, but those kind of things. But really, honestly, um, I guess to answer the question in full, the most the biggest struggle for us has been keeping people safe and also trying to keep it as interesting as possible where it's not boring every week, right? That's also something that takes up a lot of energy that you don't realize it when you're starting something up that you have to keep this going and going and going every week, every week. Um, the energy has to be there every single week. Every week you gotta come in with it. It doesn't matter how bad your day was. At, on Tuesday at seven o'clock, all, that all has to go away. Um, and you have to bring it because people, are expecting that people are coming to the run expecting that wanting that wanting that motivation wanting that 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 inspiration and and that that can be a struggle at times because when you're doing that every single week um it's it it drains you as well um but when you have this vision of 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 what it is that you want to do it doesn't matter like what's in front of you or how big it is like you 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 just keep pushing through um, through the walls and 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 continue continue trying to make this bigger and then understand that you can't do it on your own that you need that help that you need help from others that you need people to come in and 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 support you with things because that's another thing I thought I could do everything by myself and I couldn't um, it was just impossible so uh, so those have been kind of the struggles for me personally with um with boogie down and and you know they are struggles I, I i hate to call them struggles but because they are struggles but they're more like you know just uh tricky situations i call it tricky situations because um, i don't like to feel like i struggle with things but but yeah they're struggles
0: <laughs> no doubt no doubt so along with the struggles obviously you've had uh a, a ton of successes so what do you think are some of the i guess coolest experiences that you've had with uh with boogie down
2: for me, I mean, anyone who comes who comes to run with the group and ends up emailing us or texting me or asking me how can I be a member is a success. That in itself isn't a success. Any person who wants to, perm- like, really be a part of what we're doing to us is like, wow, like, you know, we're making this change. This is happening, so successful. But all the small little personal success stories that we have in Boogie Down are really, like, like we have so many stories within our group, honestly, and, and I'm sure other groups do too, but we have so many non-runners that have become runners that have become, mar- that have become marathoners, right? Last year we had, I think we had about 12 first time marathoners, like people who've never ran a marathon in their lives, um, that we encouraged and inspired, um, to do. So that's, that's one thing. um, just being around for three years, you know, that's another thing that it's just like, man, like we've been doing this for three years now, and we didn't even know if we were gonna get past six months. Um, because we didn't know if we could bring these people in or, or bring, you know, non-runners in. Uh, we didn't think it was gonna be uh that great. But just I think boogie down in general, um, the fact that we been we've been able to do this in the Bronx. A lot of people, I spoke to a lot of people, I reached out to a lot of people before we started this, who have been doing this already, right? There's other crews all over the city that have been doing this before us. Um, it just wasn't really happening in the Bronx. Um, so the fact that people told us that that they there's people who live in the Bronx, people don't know this, but there's people who live in the Bronx who have crews outside of the Bronx in Manhattan um, because they never thought they could pull it off in the Bronx. So, People have told me like they they give us props for for even being able to do this in the Bronx. Like, wow, we didn't we didn't think it could be done in the Bronx because of that misconception of what they think the Bronx is. So that in itself, I think, is huge success that we've been able to pull this off in our borough. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, just so many success stories within our group that we don't want to take ownership for it. We don't want to take you know all the credit for it because those people have put in the work, but we do take pride and take credit for having that platform for them to be able to get to that point where now they're like, okay, I'm a runner. This is what I do. But yeah, Kev, like that's, 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 I think that's most of the success stories. Um, And just, and just honestly getting recognition from the entire community. I mean, we went from non-existent to, to, to everyone in the running community knows us, right? I mean, the, the, the city is huge. And I think a a good part of this, you know, having this um, discussion with you guys is to um, get out there uh, outside of the running community, Um, because I think that's one thing that we need to start working on more is finding ways and platforms, Um, which is why I'm so appreciative of this, Kevin um, and Jason is to be able to reach people outside the community. Because um, within the community, we're there already. That's it, we're there. Everyone knows Boogie Down Bronx Runners, everyone, especially within the running community. But um, finding ways to expand more, reach, reach out to, to different uh, people, I think we can do it through this. But the fact that we're well-known in the entire the country, I mean, even parts of the, of the world know who Boogie Down Bronx Runners are because of social media. Um, it's been a big success for us as well.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Y'all are doing some really dope work. And just again, uh, reemphasizing the importance of of health, fitness, running, right? And just building community with each other. So I think that's really dope. One thing uh, really quickly we were talking about, Kevin's journey, a little bit about your journey, right? I didn't talk much about my journey, but in short, I've recently become, have become a runner, right? Like during COVID and just shout out to Kevin, right? Because when Kevin and I were first talking about running, Kevin was always encouraging, like, yo, run, you know, to run. He's like, we're going to sign up for our first 10K. We're going to sign up for our first race. And I'm happy to share that we are going to do uh, a 10K in August, right? So the New York Yankees, so we signed up for it. They have a 10K and it's going to be my first 10K, right? So just, just seeing how this all happens, right? And I I was somebody who hated, hated running, (laughs) hated it. And so excited to say that that will be happening. So just again, shout out to the work you're doing. Shout out to Kevin for now encouraging me as well, along with other folks. And then I also want to shout out uh, My Haven Runs, which was a, a, a running group that started to get together. We, we're, we've we been on hold. Um, hopefully we can we can get that back and back back up and running at some point, too. However, as we transition out, uh, Lenny, you you've been giving us a really dope interview and just love hearing your story and the work that y'all are doing um, and making running a, a, a priority in the Bronx. How can people now get involved, right? Uh, during COVID, after COVID, and what's next for Boogie Down?
2: Um, so I'm glad we 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 brought up COVID nineteen and 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 and, uh, and how it's affecting um everyone, uh, especially runners, um, because it's hit it's hit the running community really really hard. Um, you know, running in groups is a big thing in the running community, uh, and it's something that's actually encouraged in running. Right? Um, you, you you find yourself getting better when you're running with other people because um, you get that encouragement and that. So with that being taken away, even within our own club, we've had uh, many people get discouraged, stop running, not run as much, maybe not do it, not run as many miles during the week as they used to. Um, so it's it's hit us very very hard. Um, We've tried um as much as we can to continue to find ways to inspire people by uh, we send out weekly emails so we'll send out like workouts or like um certain places that they can run or or um just little stuff here and there that that can keep them motivated to keep going. Things have now. Little by little, start to open up. Um, some running groups have gotten together in smaller, and smaller uh, uh, groups. You know, five to six people. Um, people have gotten together who've been around each other for 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 a few weeks. They've gotten together to get out a few runs. So people are finding safe ways to get out and running, to get out and run um, during this time now. But buggy down, we have yet to get together for for a, a group run, uh, mainly because uh, COVID has hit. Our running club, personally, we've had, we've had not run, our personal runners die, but their family members have died. We've had runners whose family members have died. We, we've had runners who have gotten really, really sick because of it. Um, you know, thank God they 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 recovered, but have gotten really sick where they've been in the hospital. And on top of that, we have runners who are. Uh, a lot of runners actually who work in the medical field, who are nurses, doctors, work in hospitals. And these are people who are putting themselves at risk every single day. So we've 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 decided that it's just it's just not the right time is not it's still not right time. So we've kind of still continue to be on pause. Personally, it's been kind of like a different effect. Um, Being able to be home as much as I have. And I'm blessed. I I mean, I, and I, I don't know. I'm not sure what you do, Jason, but I know Kev works in schools. Do you work in education field as well?
1: Yeah, I'm in education.
2: Right. So so, so to my point, um, like us here are fortunate enough to be working from home for the most part. Um, and a lot of people are. A lot of people have been fortunate enough to work from home. So for those people who work from home and I speak to on a day-to-day basis, what I try to tell them is, listen, this is a great opportunity to get into an amazing shape. I mean, you have an opportunity here to get your work done from home. There's no trans transporting from work to home. You get, I get my work done, I go out for a run. You know, there, there's more time now. Um, and we have to look at it in, in, in a positive way as, as much as we can. There's more time now ever to get in shape or to go run. You don't have to go to the gym to get in shape. Um, you don't have to have a place to go. Um, but this is this is like a huge opportunity. So instead of, for those who can't find someone to run with or can't find a partner, I try to encourage them and inspire them by like, listen, like this is, you're never gonna get this time back ever. Like this this time in history will never, uh, we don't know, it might not happen again in our lifetimes ever. And this is an amazing time to spend time with family, to 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 do things at home and, 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 and to get out and run. For those who don't have the opportunity they still have to get to, still have to go to work every day. Um, it's, it's, I know it's a little bit harder for them, but all in all, what I say is this to people is, um, there are no races, right? There are no races coming up. They're virtual races, but virtual races are really lenient, right? You can kind of do them however you want, whatever time of the day you want, whenever you want for the most part. Um, but there are no strict racing coming up. And this is for like people who are already kind of into running who, cause they're the ones who have felt it the most, right? Like the beginner runners for them, it's like, uh, I can't run. So it's kind of okay because, you know, I kind of just started, um, so it doesn't affect them as much as it affects, like, like, runners who have been, have been running for a couple of years now. And, and, and I'm not talking people who are amazing runners or, like, super fast. I'm just talking about people who, are, who have gotten really, really addicted to, like, running races and getting medals, right? Because it keeps them going. It makes them feel alive. Um, so for those people, I say, hey, you don't have the pressure of having to race. You don't have that pressure. So just take it easy. Forget about training plans. Just enjoy running.
0: Yo, Lenny. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. And and real quick, in, in terms of what he said about running with somebody, it definitely makes a difference. Uh, also, inspiration kind of goes in both ways. So so Jay, throughout me, is one of his inspiration. It actually goes the opposite way as well. The last, so Jason's way faster than me now. Like Jason will dust me. So the last time, and, and it's true, last time we ran, we ran from uh, from his crib to uh, to uh, Randall's Island. Um, he lives not far from there. And, uh, and and Jason was my motivation. Jason was the one that was like encouraging me to keep it pushing. So inspiration definitely goes both ways. So what we you gave us a, a super dope interview and we appreciate it. Before we let you go, we have some funny stuff we like to do. Uh, there's something that we like to do called rapid fire. Uh, so what's going to happen? Um, Jason is going to ask you a series of five questions, right? And what you are going to do is you are going to answer with the first word or words that come to your head. Uh, we want it to be fun. Don't take too much time to think about it or whatever like that. Um, and it's meant to be a fun section. It's called Rapid Fire. Jay, if you don't mind, take
2: it away.
1: First question. One word to describe running. Addicting. Your What is or who is your biggest running inspiration? Myself. What is the, uh, your favorite race? One that you've run in the past?
2: Oh, New York City Marathon. We we'll fought it out.
1: Guilty pleasure snack
2: anything with a lot of sugar at night, um but if I think give you one, I would say ice cream
1: Your favorite movie Rudy dope, dope, so that's rapid fire wasn't too bad, Good. right
2: Good, <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't too bad. You caught me with the um my running inspiration because you know i I really wanted to think like, damn, like who really inspired me, but then as i when I go back in time about who it was really myself
1: sure.
2: but, right uh, that, that health within. journey
1: yeah yeah all man right, that so, health
0: journey man yeah, so i am going i am a
1: to kick it over so to kev
0: so before before we let you go we are a Bronx podcast and we're very proud of that uh so we have uh three bronx questions that we like to to always end with uh so first and foremost so let's say you had a friend who was visiting visiting you in the bronx they never been here before and y'all are hungry so, what's
2: one spot in the brunch you're taking them out to eat? So check this out. I'm I'm big on brunch. Like I I really really love brunch just because I love breakfast. So I like eating breakfast in the middle of the day. So there's this spot in City Island. I, I love City Island. I, I go there all the time. But there's a small spot that no one knows about. It's called the Black Whale. Um, it's a Black Whale, and they have probably the most amazing brunch food in general. But the brunch is. Off the hook, and they have this outdoor garden that you can sit in the back of and eat outdoors. Um, but it's called the Black Whale on City Island.
0: No doubt. Shout out to the Black Whale. All right. So now, so now you and the, that same friend, y'all are fed, y'all are happy. Uh, but now this person wants to hang out in the Bronx. So where's one spot you're taking them to kind of chill?
2: Um, you know that, that's 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 a good question because the Bronx is changing so much now with, um, you know, the South Bronx kind of coming up and things like that, and, and certain areas kind of, certain communities kind of changing. Um, but if I had to take them to one spot, one area in the Bronx, it'd probably it'd probably be uh, uh, the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, just because I'm really proud of the neighborhood I grew up in, which is the Fordham Road area uh, of the Bronx. Um, there's a lot of little, there's a lot of places to touch while you're there. That's why you can see a lot of different parts of the Bronx. As far as like you got the you got the gardens, you got the zoo, um, you got Fordham Road in general. Then you got Little Italy. Um, so there's a lot of places there. So I would probably bring them to my own community in the Bronx, um, show them what that looks like, show them a little bit of a little bit of my brain and where I grew up and what I was around.
0: Last but not least. So at Live from the Bronx, one of the things that we like to do is shut down stereotypes, negative stereotypes about the Bronx. So what is one what is one stereotype about the Bronx that you want to shut down for the people today?
2: I think I think um, just the fact that people believe the Bronx is um, it's just a, a bad place to live, unsafe um dirty um the people are rude the people the people are you know all these kind of things that i hear all the time to this day um are completely uh, are completely false um i what i was i think we were having this conversation a little earlier about how beautiful the bronx is um the bronx some people don't know this a lot of people do a lot of people don't um the Bronx has one of the most beautiful parks in the in, in the entire city. Um, not just the beautiful, the most beautiful, but the biggest parks. Pelham Bay Park is the biggest park in the entire city. It's bigger than Central Park. Um, we have Van Cortland Park, which has the most amazing hiking trails um, and back hills. That you know, you go back there, you completely forget you're in New York. Um, so, so there's many beautiful places in the Bronx. The people in the Bronx are absolutely amazing. Um, if you actually, if you actually uh, uh, you know, somewhat become a part of the Bronx as far as like, you know, community things happening in the Bronx, you will realize that immediately. Um, you realize that within like, for instance, um, that uh, the market that they do, uh, the Bronx market, the Bronx night market, that um, they do there, you get a good whiff of what the Bronx is all about, because not only are you getting the people from the Bronx out there, you know, smiling, having fun, enjoying themselves. You get a whiff of the vendors in the Bronx and the people, you know, those the small uh, businesses that are in the Bronx that are built by the people who are from the Bronx. Um, so that's just to go just goes to say about how amazing the people in the Bronx are and how much, how much we're willing to do for our own borough. People have this whole Bronx is burning, 1970s, 1980s kind of mentality. They still think that exists, so they don't even come here. Um, but what I say to them is come over. Don't just go to the Bronx Zoo. I mean, it's beautiful, and I would take my friends there, but don't just come to the Bronx to the Bronx go to the Bronx Zoo or Botanical Gardens. Um, come visit parts of the Bronx. Come shop in the Bronx, and then you can get a real feel of 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 what the Bronx is really about.
0: No doubt. Live in the Bronx, shop in the Bronx. Uh, yo, Lenny, this has been super dope. We, we definitely appreciate it. I'm going to pull out a couple of the... The the gems that I got from this interview, just as we, as we wrap, um, one, just your, your story about like how you started Boogie Down was kind of really inspiring. Um, when you have a a vision, uh, don't let anyone deter you. Uh, Lenny said at the beginning, no, a lot of people were not coming, right? He was bribing and begging his friends to kind of come so that they could have IG pitch, right? And now they're a group that has over 85 members, mad followers on IG, right? But, and it started because he had this vision and he set a goal for himself, also, progress can be can be small increments. Right. Don't go. If you're, you're new to this running thing, don't go sign up for a half marathon. Right. That that KB did that. So hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that. All right. So you don't you don't have to do that. Right. But consistency is key. Right. So along with that, set a goal, small progress, but have consistency. Also, another thing that you mentioned was even during COVID. Right. There's still ways to kind of be physically active. Right. If you can go find a friend. Right, go go run with somebody if you can. If you can't, still still find the time to try to be active, because at the end of the day, what you said, Lenny, which I kind of held on to, you're not gonna get this time back, right? So the, the 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 time is definitely now, um, and you also never know who you're inspiring when you do these things, right? Um, I see people out, when I see people outside running who are bigger than me, who are way older than me it's an inspiration to me i'm like you know what i need to keep going i need to push keep pushing through so you never know who you're you're inspiring and like i said you got to give people their flowers so lenny you've definitely inspired me jay you continue to inspire me um and i think this was a really inspiring interview shout out to boogie down bronx runners uh and uh, jay i'm saying i'm sorry anything you want to kind of throw in there
1: now just the last piece uh j- just just because you made a jay reference definitely not jay-z but hip-hop in my head at the moment right uh, the famous poet from the Bronx, Cardi B, <laughs> says in one of her songs, right? She goes, uh, "I'm my own competition. I'm competing with myself." And so I'm saying that because this is a, a, this is your own personal journey, uh, as you heard from everyone on, on on the show today. So just remember that you don't need to compete with anybody else once you start running. It's it's all about competing with yourself and then trying to trying to get better. That's right.
0: Couldn't have said it any better myself. So so Lenny, if you can throw out your social media if, if people want to follow like, um, Boogie Down Bronx Runners, how can they follow y'all?
2: Yeah, please. So uh so yes, yeah, so our our Instagram and Facebook is Boogie Down Bronx Runners. Uh one word with an S at the end. Um that's our Instagram and Facebook handle. My personal is why not run underscore len.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Boogie Down Bronx Runners, follow them on IG, Damn. follow them on Facebook. After this COVID, go for a run with them. It's a really dope right. group. I co-sign it. I'm a member. They're, they're, they're dope individuals. Thanks, so, bro. Jay, no doubt. So, Jay, if you don't mind, if you go to our, our social medias.
1: Yes, uh, you can follow Live from the Bronx at on Instagram at Live from the Bronx, B-R-O-N-X. You can follow us on Twitter at Live from the B-X. Also, feel free to shoot us an email. Let us know what you're thinking uh, let us know if you have any suggestions Leave a review somewhere Our email is uh, info at live from the dot com Please do reach out And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out
2: Word No doubt Yo episode 18 Yo we did it y'all That's it Awesome y'all Great work